Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, hello, Heal Squad. Welcome back. Glad to be with you on this beautiful day. Have a great show lined up for you guys. I'm very excited to get to you. But first, our quote of the day. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light but by making the darkness conscious. That is from Carl Jung. And I'm going to tell you why that's important in a minute. I'm so excited because our guest today shared that quote in her book, and I really, really loved it. Um, So I think we're going to just jump right in. We are joined today by Kelly Sullivan Walden, a certified clinical hypnotherapist, best-selling author, and renowned dream expert. Kelly has dedicated her life to helping individuals unlock the secrets hidden within their dreams, using them as a roadmap to navigating the waking world. Kelly's the author of several transformative books, including A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, the one I'm holding in my hands right now, Um, and It's All in Your Dreams, and so much more. She's also a sought-out speaker who shares her wisdom, inspiring countless individuals to harness the power of their dreams for personal growth and self-discovery. I'm so excited as I've had some random dreams lately that maybe Kelly can help shed some light on. Uh, So let's jump right in. Kelly, thanks for being with us today. Oh my heavens, what a pleasure to be with you. And you are quite the poster child of a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. You did not waste your crisis. You spun that into some serious gold and what a what a blessing. It's awesome to be with you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, I definitely have had my share of crisis, mm-hmm. uh, as did you, which inspired this book. And I also not only loved that quote, and I want you to explain it a little deeper because Mm. I feel like there's so many layers to it that I didn't even fully grasp yet, but um, someone in there was talking about one of my other favorite quotes, which is, life is happening for you, not to you. Exactly. And it's really hard when you're navigating crisis to see that right away. And that's why I always tell people, don't think you're going to see it right away. You're going to be on the floor. You're going to be in the fetal position. 
you're going to be doing all the things, but it's how long are you going to stay there and yeah. how are you going to get yourself back up and what are the tools that are going to help you get back up? So I would love for you to, yeah. to expand on that a little bit and the Carl Jung quote. And then of course, we, we want to jump into some dream <laughs> stuff too at some point, but um, we'll do this, all of it. The whole inspiration behind this book is, you know, not wasting crisis, helping it transform you and following those breadcrumbs. Yeah. So I, I was putting this book together. I've, I've been putting it together for a long time, but it really came together during COVID, which I think a lot of, a lot of people had many crises during, during COVID. And for me, there was just, it felt like people were dropping like flies at my, my three dogs one after the next all died. And then my best friend Gypsy died. And there was, and there was just so many people, just my husband's business partner, like every day the In phone the was midst ringing. of writing this? Yeah. Well, it's what, it's what, well, yes, because I had been starting to write the book kind of peripherally, but it became a front burner thing after my friend Gypsy died. I was like, I, I don't, I could feel the bitterness kind of coming over me, kind of the girding my loins every day, like kind of preparing for, for the difficulty. And I remember hearing a different quote, you, life will make you either bitter or better. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love it too. And it's true. And I, and I've seen some women, I've seen both kinds of women. I've seen the women that allowed their difficulties and men as well, but I'm thinking of the women that it were became embittered by life shriveled hardened and and then there's those that just seem to become kind of more angelic as they age even though they've lost everybody and everything and so i just i knew i i was at a decision point when i put this book together when i decided okay this is a front burner project i'm an optimistic person i mean i tend to be buoyant anyway but even when I start to like go down with the ship, everybody goes, oh no, oh, <laughs> oh no, Kelly's having a bad day. Oh God, it's bad. So I knew I had to, I had to really pull it together. So I, I just put all these stories together of my worst things. Like I'm going to, instead of just looking at the light, which I think there's a time and a place to look at the light, I decided to go into my darkness and just enumerate all the shitty things that had ever happened to me and all the shameful things that had ever happened to me and all the things that I learned from those moments. And I, I kind of organized this ogle formula that made me see how I'd alchemized it and how I could put it together and share it with other people and not just have it as my own little Pollyanna secret. It's like something that I think could be helpful to other people. Yeah. I want you to go through the ogle process with us and really explain it because I was having a hard time and I think everybody will have a hard time, but you go through so many examples. So at some yeah. point I was like, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. but before I get to that, when you, when you have crisis, yeah. um, mm -hmm. is it, is it easier for you now? Do you feel like you roll through them easier? And do you feel like you ever, kind of took for granted being an optimistic person. Do you yeah. feel like you ever took for granted how many bad things happen? Because my husband says that to me. He's like, you have not processed how much shit has happened. And I said, I, I don't know if I really want to. My dad is the same way. We just move forward. Life is so short that I yes. feel like if I just keep sitting and dwelling on, well, this happened and that happened and let's break this down and let's break that down. I'm wasting so much precious time in the now and in the future. Now, mm. 
if I'm not, if I'm not okay, that's different because then you have to go in and deal with stuff. But I'm pretty okay. Like I, I'm turning everything into lemonade as much as possible. I'm learning from them. I'm having it direct me. So I wonder if you ever felt like that. Absolutely. I I mean, I think we could divide the world into two categories. There's the people that are, that dwell maybe too heavily and by dwelling, they recycle and, and they kind of stay in that dark place. And then there's those others that say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's keep moving. Bada bing, bada boom. And but that I has think, a little edge of denial, what you just did. Correct. And correct. I don't think I have that. No, 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 no. That because those are the two extremes. But I'm thinking, <laughs> but there's something in the middle, which is to me that it's the the way of alchemy. It's where you you are able to so so it's an old, old ancient term. It's it was believed that there were certain people that had like magical abilities, like ancient magician types or sorcerers that could take like a rock or they would call it dross, something that was just like mud, something of no value or something that was like, ew, yuck. And through the power of their ability to look at it differently, they would turn it into gold. So this is this is what you've done. Like you took something, you took a brain tumor, which we could say, uh, not preferable. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Uh, a lot of pain and struggle and suffering, but you, through the power of your, you had no choice but to focus on it, but to give it energy by denying it and you transformed it into gold. So you are an alchemist and you didn't even know it. So it's, I think there's a moment where we, I would prefer to not have to look at things and just like find a, find a happy kind of bumper sticker to put over it and move on. But for me, when they, when that wasn't enough, the the one of the first stories I tell in the book is when this reporter kind of pulled something out of my past and did kind of a gotcha moment with me. And I was mortified because I'm a therapist and I teach people to not be ashamed of your past. And if there's any shame, like go after it. And your nightmares are wonderful because they're helping you to see what's unresolved so that you're not just kind of coping through life and flowing in the direction of of what you want in an aspirational way, but you can like let go of some of the baggage because sometimes we don't even know how heavily laden we are until we let go of something. And it doesn't have to take that long. I mean, the ogle process can be, I don't know. I mean, I know some people that have done 20 page ogles, but you could do it like in a few minutes to be, that's like a, a way to be able to get from the pain to the purpose and feeling that freedom. Okay, so then let's go through Ogle. It's really hard. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, let's do something that you've already done. So I'll just say the Ogle formula, this is what I, this is my go-to when, when the crisis hits and I want, to, and I can feel the stress and the anxiety and the woe and the, all that stuff. And I want, and I know that I want to get free of it, but I know that I can't just be pouring pink paint over myself and pretending it doesn't exist. So let's, so you found out you had a brain tumor and instead of just glossing over it, you go to the O, the O in Ogle is to give yourself permission to be offended, to be in the pain, basically, to have a moment of the, I don't know if I can cuss on this show, so yeah. I'll just not, but just imagine that I'll, all the expletives, all the, yeah, the why me? Shit. How can this even be? 
absolutely i've done all the right things i'm a good person why me blah 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 all that like you i think there has to be a moment of that and you get that out of your system so i call that the o that's what's b and you get you have permission to be offended exactly what is offensive about the situation what did the person do to me or in this case it was just your body that betrayed you and so you can you have permission to sort of be a victim and be offended once you get that out of your system, you move to the G and the, and it does get hard because the G is for what's good about this. Yeah. <laughs> and the first response is, Kelly, I'm going to kill you. There is nothing good about this at all. But you could, but in a moment while you have it, while you, I mean, right now we're in hindsight, you, you have, you've moved to the other side of this, but when you were in the throes of it, you could say, well, I don't know what's, what is good about this, but I know what could be good maybe I'll go on a journey to heal myself. And maybe because I have access to all manner of healing modalities, maybe I'll make a show about it. Maybe I'll take other people along the journey with me and maybe lives will change. Maybe. Sometimes we don't know what's good, but we look for what could be good. And I'm not dead yet. I'm not, I still have a brain. I, and while I have, and I can breathe and I can smell and I can like th these are good things. So yeah, you just start you to know, look. It's funny. I did yeah. very quickly realize that it was a gift. I remember saying it right away because I knew my old life had to be shed. It was like the the snake, and I had to, I had to yes. change. And I and I wouldn't have if God didn't throw the brick at my head and quite literally. So I even had surgery on my birthday when they gave me two options. It was June 6th or June 8th. And I remember having a shoot on June 6th wow. and saying, well, June 8th is free and it's my birthday. Let's call it the rebirth and fully embraced it in wow. as, you know, for that. Um, and I think it also helped because my mom had just been diagnosed with a brain tumor and knowing hers was deadly. I knew that the odds were with me. Mine wasn't. They said until they, you know, biopsy that they wouldn't know for sure. But from their expert opinions, it looked benign. Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew it was an invitation to change my life. And so I did find the G there. I didn't find the yeah. G in the pancreas cancer this year. <laughs> that was really scary. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't find it that you haven't what then what might be good about that well no oh, there's I mean, so that's... many good that's came come from it now oh, but that's okay. the thing with this formula is yeah. when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now as you know i've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. It, you might not have all the pieces to the puzzle instantly. So when I was diagnosed with the pancreas tumor, um, you know, the offending behavior or whatever, the offending moment was, holy shit, yes. how could I, on top of a brain tumor, on top of type 1 diabetes, on top of all the other things I have diagnosed, Hashimoto's, and there's a laundry list, how could I now have this and a baby coming and now I might not get to meet her? So I had that offending moment where I was like, holy shit this might be it. I might not be here. Couldn't find the G then. Right. Of but course. what yeah. I did use was a tool called choose wonder over worry. And Ooh. I just kept saying, I don't know the ending to the story. So why am I going to prophesize it? I'm just going to keep wondering how it's going to be when the doctor calls me with good news, wondering what it's going to be like when I have a successful surgery and so on and so forth. And so I kind of pulled myself up off the floor with that. Yes. Um, I now since see the many blessings that I can derive from it doesn't mean I wanted it or am happy. Correct. It really happened. And I'm saying this for the benefit of the audience to kind of, of course, get this, you know, when I, I, I had to get a, a night nurse for my baby. It's an expense that I would never have been able to do before, or would never have given to myself. And I remember looking at her and saying, you know what? Thank you, pancreas cancer, because I would have never done this for myself. And who knows with all the other ailing conditions, what would have happened to me if I wasn't getting sleep and healing at night and also having someone that was calm, cool and confident with my baby that's going to make her be set up for such success rather than me, who would have been a hot mess. So I found the silver lining in that. And I know, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things that I, there was no way around it. So I finally found some good. Right. So that's a mix, some, some, you know, yeah, examples. That, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's important to say a crisis is a terrible thing to have. 
Like it's just terrible. It just sucks. Mm -hmm. And so we can't just, we're not going to sugarcoat that, but it's then what do you do with it? And we can get on the, get on board with looking for what could be good. I mean, and I'll just take a little sidebar here and talk about nightmares for a second. Mm -hmm. One thing I ask people to do when they're sharing a difficult dream with me, I want to get all the information about what was difficult about the dream, but sometimes I'll also ask, so if you, for example, one woman dreamt that she was out on a raft in the middle of the ocean with her partner, but they were all alone. Like there was like nothing. And she was, they were terrified. And I said, okay, so this, this sucks. Like you're, you're out in the middle of nowhere, but is there any resources that you do have? Is there anything working for you? And she's like, well, I have a raft. Hey, I'm not just swimming in this ocean. And oh, I have my partner. Oh my God, my favorite person on the planet is with me. And so, there, so like immediately there was this, oh, wait a minute. There's, it's not all horrible. There's a few things. So when you start looking that way, you start to notice the list starts to gather. And I literally sat with somebody last night who had the worst thing that she was ogling. She's like, there's no good, no good at all. And she finally, she's like, well, maybe this. And then all of a sudden it starts to unspool the, well, and maybe this other thing. And we were, we were in it for an hour with just unraveling what was good about this. So it takes something because it's counter instinctual to do it. It seems crazy, but so is turning dross into gold. It just seems like impossible, but you, you are somebody that defies the odds. Okay. So then That's the harder grateful lists are so important because it's another way to yeah. pull yourself up. Um, when you really start taking stock of everything you can be grateful for, the fact that we can get up and walk every day, the fact that we can yes. breathe on our own, the fact that we can, you know, buy ourselves a coffee in the morning, whatever it is, you start yes. stacking those up, you realize, yep. okay, I'm probably focusing on the negative so much more than all the positive, right? You know, you, it's, it's just like, like simple, like you understand that. Yeah, exactly. There's um, a great Thich Nhat Hanh quote where he talks about having a toothache and meditating on the toothache so that he would remember how good it will feel later when he no longer has the toothache. And and then there's this other meditation that he would do like, I don't have a toothache today. It is a good, <laughs> I guess. So anyway, we can we can get creative with this and looking for the good. And then we ramp up to what's even harder is the L in Ogle, which is the looking glass. And this is, this is kind of where everything magical happens, but it's also the hardest part. So this is where we ask ourselves, where am I similar to this, this offending thing? Or where am I like this? How is this a reflection of some part of myself? So like if somebody's being a jerk, have I ever been a jerk? Yeah. Have I? Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's kind of the most basic thing, but with regards to cancer, that's a harder that's a harder looking glass. Like, how am I, how am I cancer? I'm, I'm not cancer. I'm a person, but we could say, where have I misaligned? Where do I have some part of me that has grown in a misaligned direction? Maybe a belief system that is, I'm not enough. So I have to compensate by doing, 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 or I'm like, I mean, I can think of the cancerous thoughts that I've had as a woman growing up in this society that are 
that are malignant. They're, they're, they're not healthy like, thoughts. And yet they've taken on a thought of, I mean, that we, and I heard somebody say this the other day, we are, our beauty is our rent for being here. Like if we're not attractive, then we don't belong here. Mm -hmm. Like, the, it, so we have, like, there's this, I have to, I have to measure up to something or I have to be thin enough or I have to be this and that enough. And often that lack of enoughness, that feeling not enoughness is what it creates this compensatory behavior that creates a whole world of trouble. And it's not true. We are enough. We are at our core enough. So sometimes it's, we have to get a little kind of symbolic looking at this. So can you see any, I mean, that it's hard to say to somebody who had a, a pancreas diagnosis or, or the brain cancer diagnosis, but are you following? Yeah, I guess for me, what I would think with the brain tumor is overthinking so much. Um, and then for the mm -hmm. pancreas cancer, I hear the pancreas is where worry and fear is stored. And there's no bigger warrior or person who lives in fear and fight or flight. Maybe <laughs> I've lived in fight or flight my whole life. And I've lived in worry, worrying not just about me or my immediate family. I would be so crazy that I would worry when I would see the neighbor's gate open and wonder, well, what if they have a dog and now the dog gets out? Or what if their door's unlocked and a robber goes in? What if, what if, what if, what if? And yeah. so I, I've had to really unwind a lot of that stuff and meditations really helped. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, even the other day I walked by my neighbor's house and their gate was open and I kept thinking, should I text them? Should I text them? I was like, no, Maria, the world will mm -hmm. go round. You can just keep going on your walk with your baby and it's okay. And it's mm -hmm. not that I don't want to help them. It's, I don't want to yeah. be consuming myself with these thoughts. I have to break the pattern of yeah. all of this worry and this fear. Right. And you bring up a really great point because in some way, when we see ourselves in the looking glass, like, oh, I'm a worrier. Or, oh, I overthink. There could be this sort of immediate, like bad girl, shame on you. Shouldn't be that way. But I think what I'll, what I'll write in the next book, that's kind of like the, what I didn't get to say in the first one is this is not an opportunity to, to shame ourselves. It's an opportunity to look at how that part of self has been useful to us in the past. That overthinking might've saved your life. Mm -hmm. That over worrying might be one of the reasons why you're as successful as you are today, because you've covered all the things that could go wrong or might go wrong so that mostly things do go very well. So we want to, we don't want to say now get back in the closet you bad worrying part it's like no 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 i want to embrace you i want to give you a, a party a, a parade you deserve a crown and you don't have to do it like that anymore because the older wiser version of me is here and this is this actually moves us to the e for elevate my elevated action or my elevated thought is my higher self is now going to partner with you so you don't have to run rogue and call every neighbor every time their gate is open Maybe you can walk by and just say a silent blessing for them. Yes. So like, you know, I hope everything is good for them. And I imagine that it probably is. And unless my true instinct comes in and says something's wrong. Yes. And when that happens, we it only really can come through a clear channel. But if our channel is buzzing with, <laughs> then we're probably not going to hear it very clearly. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you really got the do something about that, you wouldn't even think about it. You would just do it. 
Yeah. So if you're sitting there thinking about it, then it's probably not it. I love, love the distinction you just made where it's, Mm. it's, if your spidey sense is saying there's something maybe really truly to worry about, then yes. And that's how I felt. I'm like, I don't feel like anything's really wrong here. It's going to be fine. And that's going to help me moving forward. And I know a lot of people who are listening. I'll also share something that I've been doing recently. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Mine is the sweet chili. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as 10 dollars a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much. And we love doing this thing called life with you. As I'm trying mm. to heal from the diabetes, I'm like, well, my brain instructs different processes in my body. So why don't I instruct my brain to instruct my body? So I've been doing things like brain, would you please instruct my pancreas to uh, reactivate all the beta cells and the islet cells Ooh. and regenerate and start lowering my blood sugar so I can get off of insulin. And by the way, every time I do it, it lowers my blood sugar. It's wild. I just yeah. have to get more committed during the day and my waking hours to it. But one of the other things I've done, my God, knowing I've been in fight or flight, knowing that I have all these autoimmune conditions, I've been saying, Brain, could you please instruct all my autoimmune markers to shut off? We no longer need to fight ourselves. And body, I don't want you to fight yourself anymore because we're not in those toxic environments anymore. We work for ourselves. We're safe. We're good. And so I've been saying this to my body every night. I could get so emotional thinking about it because it's been so hard. And I was like, I don't need to carry that anymore because I I run my own ship. And I choose what I want to do and who I want to be around. I don't have to have anything that's not good for me anymore. I don't have to stay in these situations. And I'm telling my body that I'm safe. And I think that that's kind of what you're talking about 
It's exactly it. There doesn't even have to be anything more grandiose than that. It's to the, I mean, you just did something so powerful. It's kind of like these old operating systems are based on when we were teenagers or when we were little or mm -hmm. when, when like at the scene of the crime of whatever that trauma was that first triggered that behavior in the first place, it doesn't realize how old we are now. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say when I notice I had a big event a couple weeks ago and I noticed myself having heart palpitations about this because it was all these very scholarly people. And I'm like, they're going to think I'm a stupid, dumb blonde and I'm going to, oh my God, I'm on. <laughs> and I, and I did this with myself where I, I was like, you, this vigilant part of me that is my anxiety. I, I said, do you know that I'm 55 years old? I'm not 12. I'm not in junior high. Where they, where they were so mean to me. Mm -hmm. I'm 55 years old. This part of me is like, oh, and I've written some books and I have some letters after my name. There was a time when I didn't have those things. And thank you so much for being so vigilant. But you know what? Come with me. We're, we're going to be okay. And my anxiety, I didn't have to do anything different than that. I stopped being anxious and the event went great. It went great. And they were saying, everyone snoozed when the other guy talked. You should have said more things. And I was like, ah, you know, anyway. So I it's, love it. Yeah, because it's that little, little Kelly in you that gets activated. Because yeah. I tell little Maria, I'm like, little Maria, we don't need to be scared anymore. We're, we're tough. We can handle anything that comes our way. We're good. Yeah. And so you do have to kind of talk to that younger self. I will say funny enough, you mentioned yeah. um, yeah. you some negative connotations, but you threw in the blonde hair and you do a beautiful <laughs> blonde hair. And one of the reasons I get to do what I'm doing with you right now is because of our incredible uh, supporters of our show. And one of them is Way Hair Products. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Tell me more. But Way is amazing. <laughs> and I only discovered them because I bought it for my husband at Sephora because he wanted Ooh. something to tame his hair. And <laughs> I bought it for him. And then I started finding myself going into his cabinet and using his products. So I used the hair oil and then I used the um, leave-in conditioner and I was obsessed with it. So How Way, you spell it? it's Way O-U-A-I. Oh, I'm so glad I asked. Yes. I would have never Pronounced guessed that. O-U-A-I. So it's your fast okay. fix for healthy looking hair like yours. Yours looks Aww. amazing. Um, <laughs> and friends, you can go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use Heal Squad for 15% off any purchase um, at the checkout. So it's theway.com. And mm -hmm. by the way, one of the things I like to do to not have it like the oil is really great. It's very light, but I'll put just a drop in my hands and then I'll just kind of whack my hair. It's a tip from like the top hairstylist in Italy who does all the fashion shows. So you just brush your hair and then when you put the oil in your hair, you just kind of whack it. So it just barely touches it. It's really mm -hmm. cool. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, that's so cool. So. You and I both, by the way, have um, one time had a had the same hairdresser. No my way. my dear friend Nicole Venables. So I just want to shout out to her. She, I told her I was going to see you today, and she's like, I don't know if Maria will remember me, but she did your hair at some point a while wow. ago. Okay. <laughs> anyway, shout shout. 
Yes. Okay. So ogle ends with e elevate, which the little yeah. story I kind of shared, I feel like was a blend of L and E. Mm -hmm. It lead the L leads to it. Seem it tends to lead if you do the L right. If you look in the looking glass, it it leads to the E for elevate. So this is the now. What are you going to do about it? This is how now that I know all of this about myself. What was offensive? What was good about it? What's what is in the looking glass? Now what do I want to do about it? How will I elevate my situation, my consciousness, my life? By what what action will I take, or what little shift in perspective will I carry with me? forward so for you what would that have well i mean right now you're you're talking about not worrying you didn't you didn't call the you didn't call the neighbor when he had the open mm -hmm. open fence you just were like i'm gonna send a blessing and i'm gonna carry on with my baby and one less thing to have to do one less you know so that's just one little thing but can you think of anything else that you will do to to bring yourself up a notch in your own consciousness with regards to worry. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I created a stress diet recently. So okay. my stress diet was, um, I, you know, just like kind of any other diet, you have to commit to something and not stressing, not worrying, not fearing yeah. is so, um, it's not something you can grab. It's not tangible. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. Like I can mm -hmm. grab the cucumber over the peanut butter cake and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a stress diet and I'm just not going to stress about anything because I know nothing freaking oh, matters. A stress diet. Yeah, okay. Like, oh, I like matters. that. It, like if I got mm. diagnosed again tomorrow with something, the world stops for me and nothing matters but my health. And knowing mm. that the stress is what's killing me or has been, mm. you know, contributing mm -hmm. to a lot of the things. Right. I was like, I have to go on a stress diet. And so I try to make it as tangible as possible. Yeah. And um, and so mm. anytime something would happen, I would be like, stress diet. And I would like laugh and joke about it. And then of course I allowed stress in again and forgot all about it. But of course. Um, but it's like a muscle. I always say you have to keep building it. So you're going to mm -hmm. have a day you don't wake up and go to the gym, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get back there again. So mm -hmm. you got to keep building that muscle till it's strong enough to be just present all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so the no stress diet, knowing that nothing really matters, knowing that everything will work out. Um, I've watched it now. I'm 45. I've watched the patterns where you're so stressed about something today and then tomorrow yeah. it gets a little lighter. It, even with my yeah. mom's brain cancer, even with all the things, the next day gets a little easier and a little easier and then it might get harder and then, oh, a little emotion. But but life keeps moving no mm -hmm. matter what. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so if you just realize that you're going to tackle everything one step at a time, no matter what, then you don't have to stress about it, but you have to keep it at the forefront of your brain. So for me, yeah. being on the stress diet and realizing like it, it's going to work out, it's going to be okay. My health isn't worth it. And I just keep looking at my daughter she is my mm. goalpost. I need to mm. be able to see her get married and have kids. I need mm. to be able to be with her as long as possible. So she helps me remember. Mm -hmm. And um, and mm. so, yeah, I think those are my kind of action steps 
that's trying to good. catch myself. That's that's so good. I I want to just because I feel like this is such a prevalent issue. I want to just dig in for Please. a second if there's if there's a moment. Yeah. So I want to just say like for me, I for a little while I was doing this project um called the Dream Project in the inner city and with the UN. It was really cool and I found that what was most helpful when I would go into one of these classrooms where the kids were wild and crazy and like we hate teachers, blah, you know, I would get the <laughs> I would get the kids that were kind of the worst behaved kids and bring them up to the front and engage them and have them be a part of whatever I was doing. And I found that if I could get the bad kids involved, then the rest of the kids were easy. And so this kind of goes back to that Carl Jung quote that you read at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that, I want you to really break it down too. That there's something about like enlightenment just isn't just about chasing figures of light it's about making the darkness conscious it's kind of about bringing bringing that difficult energy up front shining light on it and then it stops being so bad and then everything else is easy it doesn't mean we don't want to think about positive and happy things of course we do but it's easier to think about the positive happy things if we don't have the the bad kids in the class ruining it for everybody else so one of the ways to do that is to is to acknowledge the stress and and like love the stress say stress thank you thank you so much you're i mean i think it's a quality of being an accountable person somebody that is that's responsible and that actually shows up and suits up like that's it's a it's a part of it so there's a there's a lot of gratitude to give to the stress and i know when i do that from to my stress it calms down mm -hmm. not just by like shut up get out of here Get back to your closet then it's like okay fine but it'll rebel later so there's something about the embracing what's good about it and the act of embracing it it kind of means that my higher self is now a part of the picture and it calms it down well, so that's part you're, of you're acknowledging it but you're also if you if you look at it like that you're mm -hmm. looking at it as a signal so mm -hmm. what I've been trying to do is when I'm seeing myself yeah. getting stressed and stressed and be like, oh, wait, this is a signal. This isn't working. And my exactly. health cannot allow this anymore. Exactly. No matter no matter how how much, you know, I, you know, love other things or whatever. It, it just doesn't yes. work. So it's a signal. It's a signal. It's exactly. So here you asked you're earlier. signaling that the lion is coming for you. Right. Right. So something's out of whack, something needs attention, but sometimes this little part is just hyper, hyper vigilant. Um, this is kind of like a, a random thing, but I think about it. So on Dia de los Muertos, a um, couple days before in LA, I was with my stepdaughter. We went to Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <laughs> this is so crazy. And there was nowhere to park. And I parked in a really stupid place. I forgot <laughs> my car got impounded and it became like one kind of episode of better call Saul after the next, after the next. And, and I knew, okay, it's going to only keep getting worse. If I, if both of us keep getting all, we're going to take down the world. Who did <laughs> like there's, that's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah. So I had to just get so calm and get into this like into this zen place of do practicing what i preach basically <laughs> like let's look for the resources let's let's ogle this in real time and i just knew like if i didn't do that, that my sister always says 
she learned it from somebody i don't know who don't rule number one don't turn a misdemeanor into uh oh god a felony don't turn a misdemeanor into a felony yes yeah yes and we were about to turn a misdemeanor into several we could have ended up in jail that night because we were so worked up i'm like okay scene done we have to revert to being calm the the worse it gets the worse it gets we can make we can make any misdemeanor into a felony if we wanted to but we've been there done that it's we gotta go in the in the other direction otherwise comedy must rule in our house so we have to like just start (laughs) laughing that's it comedy must rule and by the way i've applied it in brain tumors too like comedy must rule oh my god Mm -hmm. oh god like that who's the guy that cured his cancer um by watching three stooges movies do you know about him i don't know but i feel like i've heard about him yeah yeah he just locked himself in his room for (laughs) i don't know weeks and it was the three stooges was the only funny thing that to watch back then and his can't like his tumor like eventually was gone yeah laughter laughter yeah okay so all of that (laughs) that's that's basically the ogle (laughs) so ogle you were able to apply in real time for something yeah, you know, not great, obviously, but not really high level. Um, mm. Yeah. How do you instruct people to apply it in in their situations? Like, okay, your mom just got diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oof. Like, is this yeah. something Oof. that you don't try to attack right away? Because, you know what I mean? Like, no. is it like- I try it- to get to it as quickly as possible. I mean, yeah. like, oh yeah. I mean, because I- some people are very effective when they're filled with drama and dread. I am not. I am rendered useless if I let myself. I mean, it doesn't mean that there's not times where I don't let myself completely lose it. I do when there's, you know, but I try to do it when it's when it's not going to harm anybody. But if my, I mean, my mom shed breast cancer a few years ago and I I could feel the alarm bells going off in my, in my whole being. And it, as quickly as possible, I want to get to the ogle only because I want to be useful yeah. and effective. And and it doesn't mean I don't have to ogle several times. And it's just as an aside, ogle is a very strange word. Most people don't think of that as something positive, <laughs> but the real definition of it is to really look at something, to break it down and to not just take it at face value and then freak out, but to go under it and to look for what could what could be good what what might be good i mean you are just a poster child all we have to do is think about certain iconic people i would say victor frankel is like kind of the mm-hmm. ultimate poster child when all else fails i go to victor yeah. because nothing is worse than he survived the holocaust and yeah was a philosophy teacher and and was able to teach the fact that we are meaning making machines and whatever meaning we make a situation is going to determine how we feel about that and if we're suffering then likely it's because of a meaning we made it we can switch that meaning and then i think of you i mean look at you you are doing this in real time you took i mean you're taking these difficult things and here you are in mid alchemy as we speak doing tremendous work and i mean you've i mean you've gotten all kinds of feedback about people's lives that have not just changed, but are they're alive because of you. Thank you. Holy God. I mean, so 
I think we just need to sometimes the short the short cut to the whole thing is to think of somebody else who's gone through something really awful, maybe worse than what you're going through, and to look at what they did and be like, okay, let me follow in their footsteps. And I think we just need to have those in our back pocket because it's going to happen. It's the it's part of part of what we signed up for in this life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always say let's show people a different way to go through some of these tough things. Like. It doesn't yeah. always have to be what is traditionally kind of viewed or or like, you know, we, we normally see, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to you and everyone rubbing shoulders and all that stuff. And like, rather than here, you know, these tools where you can use comedy must rule or choose wonder over worry and you can, yes. you can do something different with it that not only helps you get through it easier because- yeah these choices made us get through things easier, but now you can inspire someone else. Like my best friend who ended up getting breast cancer. She was like, I just remember what you guys did. And I just did that. So you just give people a roadmap and the more of us that just domino affect these different ways. And by the way, there's so yeah. many ways to do crisis, I think, but, um, yeah. I think yeah. that you can, you can be an example for somebody else. Exactly. And I think about, I mean, the fact that, like they say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the pyramid at the top of the pyramid is um, basically it's about purpose, having having a purpose in your life. Like there's nothing greater, all the money, all the wealth, all mm -hmm. the people, all the accolades, whatever, nothing is more meaningful to a human than finding their purpose and doing something meaningful with their life. And even yesterday, I have chills just thinking about this. Um, because I've been going through some difficult things with my family and I've been applying Ogle and looking at like taking the, taking it to the next level. And there's this young girl that I mentor who used to live on the streets, was doing drugs. She had, I mean, both of her parents died in front of her. I mean, like she's been through more in her short life than almost anybody I can, I can imagine except for Victor Frankel. But she and I, I pulled over to the side of the road and was talking to her about these things. And she just told me that she's now, she just got a job working in jail where she's going to be working with other kids her age that have been through this stuff. And she's going to bring this stuff to these kids, kids that I couldn't reach, but she can reach them. Like we don't know when we become an alchemist ourselves about our like with our difficult things like we actually have street cred that can that that can pay forward in ways that we can't imagine and i just it's like wow and and who knows who this girl who madison's gonna madison ramirez by the way she's got a great i think it's mad dog on instagram her videos are priceless she's amazing but she is having this effect and she's affecting others that like so you don't even know you know some of the effect yeah. that what you've gone through is having but you don't know all of it no. and for anybody that doesn't even have like they're not they're not necessarily social people just the little bit of work that we do internally is going to affect the people around us and that ripple effect ultimately goes out and touches the farthest ends of humanity we don't know where that ends yeah. and it's our difficulties that do help us find our purpose it's not necessarily just like that carl jung quote it's our light that helps us but it isn't our light that necessarily brings us to our purpose it's our pain yes 
that does. So we don't want to go looking for the pain. There's plenty of it. It and finds it's us. Come for everybody. That's what I always say. That's the thing is, no one's coming out of this life unscathed. So nope. if we know pain is coming, mm -hmm. let's be ready for it. Let's know. Make a cake for it. <laughs> yeah. Let's know how we're going to handle it and and have a plan in a sense. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Then we don't have to be, we don't have to cower. I mean, like I can remember like these moments of being like, uh, I don't even want to answer the phone. I don't want to turn the corner. What else, what other bad things going to pop out like a Jack in the box? Uh, but it's like, if there's a plan, it's kind of like, all right, we can do this. I've got my tools. I'm equipped. And it's not like I'm calling on all the shit. <laughs> no, not at all. There's, there's actually more bandwidth to appreciate the beauty when we're not afraid. I live on a, a hiking trail and I know if I have like, when it's really hot, rattlesnakes go out on the road and, you know, and there has to be some awareness mm -hmm. of those. And if I'm not afraid of the snakes, and I know most of the time I'm going to be fine, but I have to keep my eye out, but then I can really appreciate the beauty around me. But if I'm only like, if I get bit by a snake, then I'm going to die. Then I'm not, then I'm missing everything. Yeah. So we have to have a plan. And it's not about being airy fairy, but being airy fairy meets nitty gritty well, somewhere in the, the middle. It's called a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, the Art of Transforming the Tragic into Magic. Okay, friends, we're going to stop right here and come back tomorrow for part two where we talk about dream interpretations. And I'm going to share a couple of my dreams and have her break it down. We'll be back tomorrow with Kelly. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.